everybody. Welcome back. Last week we heard Susie and Sarah and Jasmina were able to correctly pick her chart of the from the two. They identified the Libra over the Pisces. Um, we're always happy when we have the guests stick around because they can really expand on um, what they thought of the of the charts and the details. But let's talk it out and see why Sarah and Jasmina got it right. Um, Sarah, where, yeah. where, how did that happen? Give us okay. the play-by-play. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, um, we, we got that guest survey, and I, I think one of the, for me, what stood out the most, the biggest difference between these two charts is where um, the Saturn shows up, because both of these charts, so you were born at night. You were born at, um, you know, in the middle of the night. And there's something in astrology, a rule called sect, where, you know, if you're born at night, then your most challenging planet is related to Saturn. And so then you look and see where is Saturn in the chart? What area of life is that in? And in one chart, it's in, you know, the home and family and the upbringing there. And then the other one, it's in uh, the first marriage. And mm-hmm. so that was, and, and so when I looked at the survey and it said upbringing, you rated it seven out of 10. I was like, okay, I don't think um, I'm looking at, you know, I, I, I was trying to keep the door open because I've had the rug pulled out from under me. But for me, that was the area I was honing in on the most. I wanted to hear um, the different story around um you know, the first marriage. And I, and I was a little nervous at first when she said, Oh, my marriage is wonderful. And I love my husband. <laughs> I was like, "Uh Oh, <laughs> but then we established that was the second marriage. So, um, yeah. 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 I, I just want to add to this. Uh, when we look at this, you know, I, 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 it was curious for me, like, Oh, she has four children, but she doesn't mention in the survey, her first marriage, but just did the, the second one. And then I thought, with the Saturn being in the seventh house of marriage, it can be, it can be also an older husband, which now you confirm that it was <laughs> your first yeah. husband was much older, which is interesting, or it can be just a delay or later in life to have like a, a happy marriage, which is also in your life, <laughs> in, in your situation. So this Saturn is very prominent and it confirms uh, what Sarah was mentioning. This is yeah. very, it was very interesting. Yeah. And you know, all three of you, Jasmina, Scott, and Susie, you all three are Virgo risings. <laughs> I know. And, I, and I'm a Virgo sun. So this is a Virgo takeover episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it was, I, I could really relate to you, Susie, when you mentioned, oh, you know, I, I look at my budget every day. I'm thinking, yeah, probably I have to say you love, love of the numbers. That This is what Virgo rising is, love of numbers and um, and, you know, and you have Venus in Libra, which is in her, as we say, in domicile in your second house of money. And, you know, so she's really, you're really good with money and budgeting. That's yeah. one of the things that you mentioned for yourself. So that was really a okay. clue as well. And another thing that hit at home for me is when you were mentioning some of the health issues of experience, every single issue you expressed is ruled by the sign of Virgo, which it occupies your first house of self and body. And so I, w- I was like, wow, I mean, I mean, Virgo rules over the intestines, digestive issues, gallbladder, every single thing that you mentioned. Yeah, that's um, wild. See, yeah. I, don't, I don't know anything about you know, what, what you guys are talking about as far as that comes. <laughs> I mean, my, my depth with 
astrology. I mean, I, I, I know that there are charts, but I didn't really understand these sorts of things. I mean, I would read my Libra horoscope that really resonated with me. I always knew, oh, I'm a hundred percent Libra, like the scales, keeping everything balanced, keeping everyone happy. I like pretty things and all these sorts of things, but the little details that you guys just said, it's really interesting. Yeah. And, you know, Libras are, you know, the Libra archetype in itself is not necessarily something that anyone would describe as intimidating, but the fact that you have Pluto in your first house Pluto is that intimidation factor. And the first house is how we show up and what people first read about us. And yeah. so they're 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 getting that. Not only that, you have Mars and Uranus there. So that is a packed first house and a lot of, you know, um, but it's in Virgo, which is a more humble, like um, I also when you said uh when like hypothetically being a, a funeral, you would want to be helping everyone, not having people yeah, check on yeah. you. That is a like one hundred percent Virgo uh type 100%. of thing. Virgos are the helpers, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just want to add to, to to this health situation from my modern perspective. Uh the modern ruler of your house of health is Uranus and Uranus rules the nervous system. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, and it's it's in your first house of of your physical body. That's why I thought, um, you know, you just confirmed that you do feel, you know, all, all the time. Like, I suffer from terrible restless leg syndrome. Yeah, restless, well. yeah. I mean, I do teach yoga, but I can't do like the yin yoga because I can't lay down on the floor for more than a minute without. <laughs> yeah. And you have a Sagittarius moon in your fourth house mm-hmm. of home and family and Sagittarius relates to several things. Um, it can relate to being like, um, well, on the fourth house, you know, of like home and roots and upbringing that can be foreign born, you know, or traveling or immigration. Um, so it, it's a connection to like foreign countries. It also um, is a connection to, um, you know, Sagittarius, a lot of Sagittarius people I know, if they aren't traveling, they love to read. They read like a book a week, like you were saying, they're just constantly wanting to consume all of that knowledge and expand their mind and horizons. And um, and then Sagittarius also relates to horses. So, <laughs> and, oh, yeah, and then, cool. you know, you having the moon in the fourth house and being a loan officer, like helping people get their homes, to me, that was very significant as well. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, my daughter, my daughter lives in Germany. She's going to medical school over there. She's married to a German. So um I love that because it's like, yay, go to Europe. And I love it. I mean, that's fun stuff. So and my what, husband, yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Go oh. No, I was just saying my husband and I go to Mexico a lot. Um, we I mean, we fly down at least twice a year. Um, and I teach yoga at a resort down there and And I think I was saying earlier that, you know, we went to Chichen Itza once and the um, what the Mayans figured out, like it is absolutely mind boggling. And it's still like there are nights where in my sleepless night, I'm laying there thinking about how did these people figure this out with the stars? I mean, they even have enough steps on the building itself. And then the way that they did to make up for the leap year, it's like they had their year start six hours later every year. And it's just the fact that they would know this by watching the stars. So there is, I mean, I really feel like there is something potent out there in the universe, but it's, 
it's really fun to hear you guys. Um, yeah, and these different things, you know, because I've never had that done before and never had. Oh, my cool! Friend. I'm so yeah. glad. And you know, and you have, by the way, you have Jupiter in your twelfth house, which is supposed to be um mm-hmm. kind of like having a guardian angel so i don't know if you've ever had any like near misses and then thought like how did i get out of that well i literally i literally i literally was dead on the table in the hospital when i went through that surgery for about 2 minutes and wow. i had those you know after death seriously um the light the, the whole experience and when i came back i mean ever since then i've i've had um no fear of of dying at all it's like it's beautiful on the other side there's this light and this peaceful feeling that you just honestly i, I you can't replicate on earth in this body and um but i know i'm i have a purpose because it was sort of like i remember saying god if you like like i'm so much this is so much more peaceful and I'm, I know my kids are back there, but, you know, unless there's a reason, I don't want to go back. And next thing I know, I'm, wake, I'm you know, CPRing on the table, um, waking up. And so I've just felt like, you know, <laughs> I don't know if I can really know what my life purpose is, but I do find that um, in caring for my first husband before he passed away and now my daughter's father with his issues, um, my son you know, all my other kids, my sons from another mother, I mean, I might not have had like, you know, the magnificent newsworthy career of a lifetime, but um, my, my family, oh, thanks emotional. my relationships um, has made my life more meaningful than anything. So I feel really blessed. It's great. Oh, that, and you are such a beautiful spirit and I and now I'm getting choked up and I'm like I'm so grateful that you would come on our podcast and share your story with us and it was a beautiful one for sure you're just a wonderful person well thank you well I got to write down um I, I'd love to just like really get a reading and see you know sit down and hear all the little details because now now you've led me with a few details and it's like I need to know <laughs> it's, it's the gateway drug <laughs> Well, Susie, was there a question or a certain area that you wanted to just have them maybe <clears throat> say say if anything's jumping out on your chart? Well, I mean, I guess I don't know if there's any way. I mean, if, I don't expect anyone to be able to predict the future. But for me, my family, we've always been scattered. We all live so far apart. And my very best friend in the whole world had six. There were seven kids in her family. And I love going to their Thanksgivings. It's just a house full of everybody and I love it. And I'm just wondering if there's anything like, that's the goal that I'm working towards, but we're just, with my husband's job, we're kind of in this area that's pretty remote. And um, do you see anything like that in my future, like an abundance of family or something like that? Um, Sarah, do you want to take this? Uh, I'm just kind of like, I mean, you do have the moon in your fourth house, which I mean, that's a, I would say a great aspect for, you know, things going smoothly with family. And um, I, I mean, 
Yeah, it seems like right now you are in a 10th house year and that, that this is why I asked and okay, I guess I should explain what that means. So um, there's these things called perfection years in astrology and every year of your life, you're in a, like a new house in your chart activates and there's 12 houses. And so right now um, at, uh, I, I calculated your age earlier, but um, we, you know, so anyway, you're in a 10th house year, which is about career and public image. And um, so uh, since you were born in October, there's still a lot more to play out, but you may have some, um, you know, you were, actually toying with the idea of retiring. I don't know. You may make some changes around there and maybe it'll be easier for you to um, can, yeah. put energy I into can, that. Go ahead. Yeah. I I just feel that when Jupiter moves into, into Gemini end of May this year, then it will come into your 10th house and then you, you might have some changes in your career. So absolutely. Yeah. And, and before that end of April, there's going to be uh, a placement in the sky, Uranus and Jupiter are going to conjunct in your house of travel. So you might have, maybe you're going to have some unexpected travel end of April as well. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad. I know we're going, we're going to visit my other son in March, which is really fun. And then we have a wedding in June and then we're hoping to get to Germany in September and Mexico in October. So we just have, you know, I have certain things planned, but yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, what's weird for me with the, with my career is um, it's been so quiet just because of the market and my, where I'm so torn right now is I know it's going to get busy and there will be a ton of money to be made. It's just the money isn't important. It's like my time and my family is more important to me. And I just don't know if I want to hang out until then. So that, I'm just kind of, you know yeah and you you do have um i believe the and let me get the transits turned on but i believe you have the south node going through your um second house second, right now which, yeah. Yeah, yeah which is uh you know your house of income and money and south node is what we were like kind of letting go or you know moving away from a little bit and so that's probably freeing you up to think about like you're kind of reassessing like what is really um important to me and maybe changing what you value most in life not that you valued money most but you know it's like got you thinking about um how you want to spend your time i spent a lot of time you know building security my husband too like i said we're very frugal in this sort of thing and now we're we've kind of at a point, I mean, definitely not where we can be like, let's just quit everything and travel. You know, <laughs> I didn't win the billion dollar lottery, but we, you know, I thought we're, we're definitely, you know, where, where we can both kind of exhale for a minute. And so it gives me time to think. And of course, anytime I have a minute without something going on, I overthink everything. So <laughs> It's Virgo rising as well, overthinking. Okay, that's <laughs> analyzing. Yeah, Over-analyzing. analyzing. Yep, everything. Yeah, everything. Uh, yeah. 
saw a sticker that said, um, hang on, let me overthink this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's totally me. 100%. Yeah. I, I'm thinking, Sarah, I don't know what you think. So uh, Sarah is ruling her house of children and she's going to, so Susan, you're going to go through your second Saturn return. There's a, I think when Saturn, when you were born, was in some place and then I mean, you were around 29, it will happen the first time and now it's going to happen to the second time. So it's going to activate your house of children. And um, and this is going to happen end of March and beginning of April next year, 2025. So there's going to be significant time um, that might activate something. Just that was thought. good because I'm, I'm waiting for my um, my son and his wife to start having babies. And they're talking about mm-hmm. that. So I'm really excited. Uh, Many, yeah, many people who go through second Saturn to become grandparents. That's one of the um, manifestations. Yes. It's, it, I'm not saying it will happen. I just said it's one of the manifestations yeah. that might happen. Well, they've been, they've been talking about it. They've been talking about it. And that's kind of like the time frame. So fingers crossed. Yeah, that's great. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Now, some of the listeners um, will have perhaps chosen the other chart and might be tuning in to this episode of the debrief to see like what went wrong and i wonder if you guys astrologers can speak to maybe what you saw in the other chart that might have led some people towards that one and maybe what steered you away from it sure i will say i definitely i was making really good notes and there was one thing that you mentioned that uh had me looking at the the other chart here um and it's why I was kind of probing and asking a few more questions about it. But when you, it sounded like you had some, uh, you were saying that you are really good about getting other people to share about themselves, but nobody seems to like ask you about yourself. I, I thought that's what you were saying. Maybe I misunderstood. And, um, so I was like, oh, maybe she has like this uh, wound around not being heard because the other chart has Chiron in the third house, which can often be like this pain around like nobody's asking me about me, you know, or I'm not being heard. Um, mm-hmm. So that was like one thing, um, you know. Um, I think we- that also the the deep wounds and the challenges with home and family. I mean, I'm not going to, you know go into the whole depth of all of our issues, but it definitely, um, it, it hasn't been easy, you know? I mean, there's been a lot of stuff with home and family. So that's, when I first saw that, I thought, oh yeah, I could see that one. And and career may have come easy. I mean, it's just kind of like, it wasn't easy, but I was willing to put the work in. So if, I mean, and, and I chose things that I want to do, I didn't ever really have to have a job that I hated. So I felt really fortunate. So there's a couple things there. Um, I, yeah. I can be a little reserved and stoic at times. Uh, yeah. Well, so. And you, you mentioned having a lot of acquaintances, which in the other chart, there is uh, quite a few planets, including the moon, Venus, Mercury in Aquarius, um, you know, which, which is definitely a sign of like having a lot of acquaintances and friends and, um, you know, so I, I definitely w- was kind of looking back and forth, but you were saying, you're just saying all the right things <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that lined up with the other chart that it, it I, the, the only reason I do get concerned is because I know that there have been times where I've been, you know, just so set on one chart and, 
convinced it's that one and then to be surprised. So I, I do f- try to force myself to play devil's advocate and go look at the other chart and can I make it fit with that chart? And I was just having a really hard time making it fit well, with the chart. I have to say though, it is it is a little bit of a challenge kind of on the spot. Like I filled out this questionnaire, I think back in September, October, I don't know, a long time ago. So I don't really remember what you were asking, but it, but it is a little bit of a challenge to, to do like a self assessment. And that's why when we went on, when we, you know, stopped last time, I I asked my husband who is in the other room listening. And I said, did I, did I, do you think I described myself? Okay. And he's like, Oh, spot on, you know? And I was like, Oh, phew. Cause I mean, I, you know, I, I think this is how I think people think of me, but I mean, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, maybe, you know, I could be really naive and not know. Yeah. Um, so I, I can understand where if if you don't have someone who's really able to articulate what they're, you know, who they think they are and how things are, how things went. Yeah, um, that's very true. And, and that is an issue that we run into because some people uh, have a completely different um idea of themselves you know that might be like some people might feel like very victimized um you know and I don't mean to like laugh at that but I'm just saying like some people have a one perspective and other people Mm -hmm. see it as more like uh getting in your own way kind of thing you know and so it's like sometimes people just don't have like a very it's hard to have an ad- objective view about yourself, but some people can manage that a little bit better than other people. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, there's definitely parts of those questions. Like if I'd have, you know, been in a, in a dark place, like, Oh, you know, we've had some family issues. I mean, I could have just gone on and on about, you know, but again, more my personality is to be like, well, you know, everybody has suffering and malevolence in their life. Thank you, Jordan Peterson. But yes, that's, you know that and so I don't I don't focus on that. yeah picture you know another thing that was I was kind of pinging back and forth but more so before your interview is um both of these charts have a very strong Mars energy and Mars is like our um willpower our assertiveness our activity and you know are we driven you know that that kind of stuff and um the other chart has Mars in Aries, which is its home sign. And so when a planet is in its home sign, it can express to the fullest. So a Mars in Aries person is going to be very like direct, assertive, like strong willpower, um, which, you know, but there there is some other stuff going on there. Like it's got Saturn right on top of it, which can be like putting the brakes it's like pushing the the brake pedal and the gas at the same time you know now in your chart you have mars and virgo which is not necessarily super like assertive but it's in the first house which it means you know when you have planets in the first house they're going to express much more easily and come across and so you know, I, I was kind of like frustrated before meeting you because I was like, oh, I got a Mars and Aries and I got a Mars in the first house. Like, yeah. how am I going to tell the difference? You know, I think, I, I think the thing for me with those, like I, I, I definitely resonate more with the one in Virgo in the first house, because when, you know, if I really feel like something needs to be expressed, I am extremely assertive, assertive and I will say it. But I'm not 
I know when to kind of like, you know, you don't always have to tell people everything you're thinking. Right. So I kind of, I, I can understand that, but if it's a point that, that I feel like really needs to be made, I have no problem making sure everyone knows where I'm coming from. So I think that kind of yeah, makes sense. With me. Yeah. And that's a great point. And that, I think that puts a lot of clarity on it because, mm-hmm. um, this, gosh, this show has been like, so educational for yeah. me because it's yeah. like, yeah, it's like, you see those two and you're like, okay, well, how do they show up differently? And I think just like you described, that was perfect. Whereas I feel like a Mars and Aries person, um, you know, Jasmina, don't you think would be like, a maybe not so much <laughs> what she described, they would be much more, um, you know, Mars always, Mars and Aries always like, um, what does Rick Levine say? He says they shoot first and then ask questions, you know, or something yeah, like that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. But uh, with her chart, uh, she has Mer- Mercury. So, so you have Mercury in Scorpio. So that's, you know, the way you express your verbally, how you, your mind thinks. So this is, this is where you don't like shallow things. And this is why your Mars, even if, if it's in the first house, you want to do something, but then this Mercury, you think before you say, mm-hmm. you know, this is, you know, when you go the deeper connections with others, you know, that you want to, you know, connect. And I mean, that was a big clue for me when you said that you really, and you, you repeated this like, like so many times, like, I really do not like shallow conversations. I think, yeah, this is exactly, you know, what, what Mercury in Scorpio, Scorpio needs depth and intimacy and understanding on a deeper level. What, what, you know, that's, I feel that you, that those are the connections you like. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so, but I was struggling because you said you were competitive. So, you know, that, that's, that's really Mars in Aries, as Sarah was saying. So, you know, so it was like, oh my uh, God, you know, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, just right. The, yeah, yeah, I mean, I just I'm I'm competitive, but in a way, um, it's not it's not necessarily against other people, and I think that's why the sports like swim team, you know, you, you're going against a time, and you're trying to better your time. Riding dressage, you get a score, and it doesn't matter if if you get a seventy and everyone else gets a 62 because if you have a much, you know, you're in different places. So it's always sports that I'm competitive against myself. Um, golf right now is my latest, you know, fanatical thing. And it, again, it's where I'm getting a score, but I'm playing against myself to try to be better. It's not like is- I need to beat that guy. I'm not, I'm not into like wrestling where it's like, I win, you know, so. Yeah, uh, Susie, that's this. This is exactly the great point. This is the difference between Mars in Aries and the Mars in first house. So you have Mars in in in, in Virgo, and Virgo always likes to perfect things and improve. So in mm-hmm. this way, you're you're perfecting yourself and improving your score, which is beautifully. You that's, beautifully said it. Yeah, that's, that's exactly beautiful. that's exactly the sports that I like. I like things that it's it's me against the clock or me against this, you know. And with golf, it's me against that darn stupid ball. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And a little hole 300 yards away. But anyway, <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> well, astrologers, I'm glad you're learning something as we do every episode. And hopefully our listeners are able to pick up little tidbits, especially in these extra episodes where we go really into the astrology language and let you guys unpack what you were thinking. Heck yeah. Um, and great. I just 
I just sit on the sidelines and watch it all. (laughs) I know. I always check in on you. I'm like, I hope he's not getting too bored. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. Silence of defeat. Trying to to pick up a little bit here and there. And see, it's not really defeat because I'm betting it's going to be 50-50. So you got to win. You got to win half of them. If you're going to lose half of them, you got to win half of them too. So uh, we encourage... Everybody to uh, go to the website, astrodetectivespod.com. That's where any information you need is at, even to become a guest. Um, But other than that. And Jasmina, if you just want to reiterate real quick, uh, where people can find you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So uh, my website, www.jasminabrozovicastrology.com. Uh, and YouTube channel uh, and Instagram. This is where I uh, usually talk to people, other astrologers, and um, I do many interviews with other astrologers and just try to keep astrology alive <laughs> through conversation. Yes. So thank you for having me. Thank you for yes. having me. I really appreciate I it. It was so much fun. This has been really educational for me. I love it. I'm super excited now. Again. Okay. All right. Great. Everybody's <laughs> excited. Yay. This is a good place. Well, tune in next Tuesday, everybody. Stay excited and uh, find out who our next guest will be. Um, Until then, I don't know. We need a new (laughs) (laughs) sign-off. Yeah. (laughs) Until then, see you later. (laughs) Yeah, we should just let the the guests do the sign-off for the debrief episodes. Uh, You don't want to put that pressure on them. (laughs) No pressure. Although this guest could handle it, I feel like. (laughs) Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Next time.